listen, you are not a failure. You're just not a good student. <laughs> you are not a failure. You're just not a good student. Let's talk about it really quickly today. What I like to do is enlighten you on my three-step process on how I have mastered becoming a great student, which means that I've mastered how to get the result that I'm seeking with this three-step process. So you're not a failure. You're just not a good student. Usually what happens a lot of times when we have a result that we're seeking, when we have a goal that we're trying to accomplish in life, right? We invest in a protocol, a program. We invest in a strategy, a framework, because we've seen it work for other people. But for some reason, we can't seem to get that same outcome. Like, man, I've seen other people adopt this plant-based diet and get great results. I've seen other people, you know, switch over and become entrepreneurship and their company goes blows up and becomes great and they make money and they leave their corporate job. You know, I've seen other people, you know, do the Dave Ramsey strategy and they save all this money and they get out of debt. Why isn't it working for me? Right. Why isn't it working for me? But here's the deal. All right. It's work for so many other people. Um, and you can't seem to wrap your brain around why you can't get the same result or at least get the result that you're seeking um, from investing in that particular strategy protocol, framework, program, whatever it is. So let's talk about it. I want to give you the three things that I do and that I do to be a A-plus front of the row, front of the classroom student that ensures that I get the result I'm seeking anytime I invest in a process. All right. So for example, I invested in a business coaching program earlier this year, um, paid lots of money for it. Okay. Well over 10 grand for it. Um, and I got the result that I was seeking. I continue to get the result that I'm seeking from this program, but there are three things that I did in order to do that. And so I want to tell you what this strategy, this framework is. It's called RAM, R-A-M, all right? So it's a three-step process to become a phenomenal student in order to get the result that you're seeking when you invest, all right? So first thing we need to understand is that um, as super grown adults, um, many of you listening to this, you know, my, my uh, audience is not teenagers. My audience are not, you know, growing, growing, developing minds. You know, you guys all ha are super grown, meaning you have a whole history of experiences behind you. You have a whole history of exposure behind you. So what that means is you also have um, a whole host of belief systems that you already have around certain things, right? You're kind of, the, the, the better way, the more unkind way to say this, you're setting your ways, okay? You're typically already setting your ways. So what does that mean? That means that when you decide to become a student again as a super grown adult, whether you're enrolling in traditional schooling, higher learning, whether you're enrolling in a, a coaching program, um, whether you are enrolling, you know, in somebody's framework like Dave Ramsey to get out of debt, whatever it is, right? You're already showing up with these belief systems and ideologies that you've believed for a long time, right? And so you're a different type of student, right? And so as I go through these three steps that are required to become an A1 student, I'm going to kind of frame them with that in mind, that you are going into the process or the program um, having already learned something about the subject matter that you think you know, <laughs> that you think is law, right? You're already set in your way. So Here's the th three things that are required 
in order to become a great student and to get the result that you seek anytime you invest in a program, protocol, or process, all right? It's called RAM. The first uh, is the R, which stands for relinquish control. In order to be successful, you have to relinquish control, i.e. surrender to the process. Now listen, I'm assuming that by the time you've decided to enroll in this process, you've already vetted the process. You've already vetted me. You've already vetted Dave Ramsey. You've already, you know, vetted that health coach, right? So you already feel as if they are qualified to solve the problem you have. You already believe in the teacher, Okay, so most of us, before we invest in a process or a program, an investment is not just money, it's time, energy, and attention as well. So it's not just money. So when I say investment, I'm talking time, energy, attention, and money. All right, so anytime you're going to invest in a program or a protocol, Usually you've done your legwork. You've already vetted the teacher. You've already vetted the process. So you already feel like they're talking your language. You already feel like they're qualified to solve the problem that you have. So the first step in becoming an A1 student, the first thing that's required to be successful in any type of coaching program or process is you have to surrender to the process. You have to relinquish control. What does this mean in layman's terms? In layman's terms, this means that you must become coachable and teachable. Okay? Coachable and teachable. So let me give you the difference between the two. Okay? Teachable typically means, right, that I'm introducing a new ideology. I'm introducing a new concept to you maybe that you've never heard before. Like this is brand new territory, right? You're typically all in because you're like, whoa, I've never heard this said in this way. I've never heard this point of view about this before. So you're teachable, meaning you're coming in ready to learn brand new concept, you know, to enter into brand new ter territory, whether it be around health, whether it be around business, whether it be around money, whether it be around relationships, whether it be around faith, right? You are teachable, right? That's the first thing. You're, you're willing to relinquish control to the instructor, okay, to the creator of this framework, to the creator of this protocol, and you're, you're teachable, meaning you are open to hearing new concepts and new information that you've never heard before, all right? So you're teachable, okay? The other thing under uh, R, which is relinquished control, is that you need to be coachable to be successful, to be a successful student. Coachable, the, re the reason coachable and teachable are different, coachable means that I, as the teacher or as your coach, more than likely, I'm going to upend what you thought you already knew, right? So teachable, we usually brand new territory, brand new concept, right? Coachable means it's time to reframe an ideology or a point of view that you previously had, and you have to be a willing participant in that reframing. Okay, so you have to be coachable. You will be surprised how many people get into programs, hire coaches, and they ain't coachable. They ain't coachable. They literally come in with their mind already made up, right? So that means, for example, if you get into my plant-based coaching program, Firm to Table, right? And I'm telling you, you don't need meat for protein. I'm telling you that, you know, you do have to give up the coffee in order to reach your particular health goal. 
and you're like, what I know about coffee is that, you know, it doesn't cause weight gain. It, it gives me energy. Um, I need it to wake up, right? It's not, it's not a corporate in my diabetes. And I'm telling you, it is. I'm telling you, it dehydrates you. I'm telling you, it causes all these issues. So I have to reframe what you think about coffee. I have to reframe what you think about meat. And in that moment, you have to be coachable and, and willing to receive that information. What you thought was harmless is actually harmful. And me as your coach telling you that, explaining that to you, you have to then relinquish control and surrender to my process that you invested in, which is to give up the coffee so that we can achieve the goal you're seeking, right? So that's the first step to becoming a great student, right? That's the R in my RAM process. It's relinquish control, become coachable and teachable, two different things, all right, in order to be successful in pursuit of the goal that you're seeking. So teachable, you have to be willing to hear and learn brand new concepts that you've never heard before, right? This is brand new territory. And coachable, you have to be willing to allow the coach to upend or reframe things you thought you knew, all right? So most people, diabetes is a great example. Most people think the way to control their diabetes, the way to control their blood sugar, the way to control their A1C is carbs, carbs, carbs. I need to micromanage my carb intake. I need to get carbohydrates down. I need to be low, as low carb as possible to get my blood sugar and diabetes under control. And I come in as your coach and reframe that whole narrative and I say, no, it's fats. It's fats. It's not carbs. You're thinking sugar, sugar, sugar. And I'm coming in and telling you it's fat, fat, fat. We need to get the fat out of your diet from the animal products and the dairy. And that is what's going to not just get your blood sugar under control, but reverse the type 2 diabetes potentially. And you're like, what? It, it, it's, it's cognitive dissonance, right? Meaning your current belief system, system is pushing back or pushing up against a new point of view. And you have to be, you know, susceptible. You have to be willing to receive that new POV, that new point of view, that new, that new frame, right? And so that's what first thing that makes you a great student is that you're coachable and teachable. You're willing to sit there, listen, learn, assess, right? Think it through as opposed to just disregarding it or dismissing it. You'll be surprised how many people invest in a program or a process and get in the door and immediately begin to dismiss what they're being taught, right? So you're not a failure. You're just a horrible student, right? You're just a crappy student. So that's the first step in becoming a great student. The second step and my three-step three fail-proof process of becoming a great student and achieving the goals you seek. So the first was relinquish control, become coachable and teachable, okay? Surrender to the process. The second step, the second thing required in order to become a great student so you can get the results that you seek is that you have to accept what's required to get the results you seek. Now, let me, I'm going to break this down acceptance all right one of my most popular talks that i've ever done that my students love is called acceptance with a capital a okay in order to become a great student and get the results you seek when you invest in the process you have to accept what's required meaning what do you have to do to get the thing you want 
and what's no longer available to you. So there's two sides of acceptance, all right? So I'm gonna give you a very simple example with sugar. Most of us, most people, a lot of people have a sugar addiction. We're literally addicted to sugar. Sugar is a narcotic, right? So students come into my Farm to Table program and they're like, Lisa, I've heard you teaching about this plant-based thing. I'm ready to do it, okay? I'm ready to adopt a plant-based diet to get my blood pressure down, to get my inflammation down, to make this joint pain go away, to correct my gut issues, right? To get rid of these headaches, right? To get my cholesterol down. Tell me what to do. I'm willing to do it, all right? So maybe they've done step one and they've relinquished control and they're willing to surrender to the process. They're coachable. They're teachable. But then step two is they then have to accept what's available to them what's no longer available to them and what's required to get the results. So when it comes to sugar, when I became a plant-based vegan, I gave up animal products first, but I had not given up sugar. So when I first became a plant-based vegan, I still had a sugar addiction. All right. First couple of years of me being vegan, I still was eating refined processed sugar because it's vegan. Right. The sugar doesn't come from an animal. So I thought I was good. Right. However, the more I began to study nutrition science, the more I began to um, pay attention to how um, me eating sugar affected my performance, the more I realized that, damn it. Sugar ain't going to be available to me either, even though it's vegan. So all these vegan desserts, all these vegan bakeries popping up, you know, all these recipes for, you know, the best vegan chocolate cake, the best vegan chocolate chip cookies, the best vegan, that's all trash. I don't eat any of it. Why? Because I finally accepted, I finally accepted what could no longer be available to me right with regard to what I was seeking what I what was I seeking so as you guys know I'm a teacher and I'm a coach for a living I teach and coach full-time right and so I have a great deal of knowledge around a lot of stuff but especially nutrition science however me having the knowledge right is not the same as me being able to access the knowledge when I need it so when I'm teaching my students when I'm coaching my clients when I'm on a stage giving a talk Right. I need to be able to access the information in my brain quickly, fluidly. Right. And be able to translate it and make it easy to understand for my audience. Sugar doesn't allow me to do that. When you eat sugar, and this is not just me. This is how sugar impacts the brain. When you eat sugar. OK, it literally impairs your ability to recall information. When you eat sugar, it impairs your ability to concentrate. Right. When you eat sugar, it suppresses your immune system for up to four hours. OK, when you eat sugar, it heavily dehydrates you and, you know, causes potentially neuropathy or nerve damage. Right. But for me and also inflammation, the ones that were the biggest for me, though, was the memory loss and the inability to concentrate. Right. So even though I was eating vegan desserts, vegan junk food with sugar. Right. When I would talk or when it was time for me to teach, I would notice that I would have a hard time accessing information in my brain. So it was impairing me cognitively. I don't sell shoes. I don't sell books. I don't sell T-shirts. Literally what I sell is what's in my brain. So if I'm eating something that's impairing my access to that information, right, I am now impacting my whole business. But more importantly, I'm impacting the people I'm trying to serve. Cause I'm not giving them everything I got because I can't remember the shit, <laughs> right? So what did I have to accept? I had to accept the fact 
that if I wanted to have a really sharp mind with exceptional recall, with excel, with hyper creativity, able to create these talks, these lectures, able to create the curriculums in my programs, I had to accept that refined processed sugar was no longer available to me. It was not a moderation. A moderation was not an option. Okay. Every now and then was not an option. Every blue moon was not an option. Lisa, you speak and teach all the time. You create content all the time. There is no space for sugar in your life. I had to accept that. Now, what's the other side of that coin, right? Let's say I we're dealing with something that I just don't want to give up. It's too good to give up, right? What if I said, you know what? You know, my, my mom or the bakery by my house, my, my uh, favorite cake, y'all, used to be German chocolate. And then my favorite uh, sweet dessert used to be donuts. So what if I said, like, I, listen, I got to have me a donut at least once a month. Okay, listen, now I'm going to give up most of it. All right. This is what most of us do. Right. I'm going to give up most of it. I'm going to reduce it. I'm going to eat less of it. But I got to have me a donut once a month. What's my favorite dessert, y'all? I love donuts. Okay. So if I decided to have a donut every now and then, every blue moon, once a month, or, you know, treat myself on my birthday, treat myself on the holidays, whatever excuse we use for our addictions, okay? If I decided to keep donuts around, I would then have to accept the consequences of doing so, which for me meant inflammation in my back, which for me meant memory loss, right? Which for me meant palpitations, my heart would race and all of that. I would feel anxious every time I ate sugar, so acceptance is a huge part of becoming a great student in order for you to get the result you are seeking. You either have to accept what's no longer available to you to get the result you're seeking, or you have to accept the consequences of retaining the things that you should have been given up. All right. So for you, if you're if you're like Lisa, I'm down with this plant based thing, but I, I want me a piece of fish every now and then. Right. Then you have to accept the fact that that's going may come with a small amount of low grade inflammation. You have to accept the fact that your cholesterol may not get all the way down like you want it to. You have to accept the fact that, you know, you're uh, getting an extra toxic load that may impair you a different way later on down the line from eating all of that seafood from those toxic waters. So there are acceptances required. A lot of time we get in, uh, we get in programs, we enroll in processes, we, you know, decide to commit to a framework or a process to achieve a goal, but we haven't truly thought through what we need to accept in order to be successful. Okay. So I know like being an entrepreneur, right? Like as an entrepreneur, you eat what you kill. All right. Now, when you work in a nine to five, uh, sometimes you can get away with still getting a check at the end of the week or at the end of the two weeks and maybe not not having done your best work that week. Right. You know, that check is coming. You can rely on that check. You can typically get away with being subpar for months before you even get written up or, you know, fired. Right. But that check is coming. Right. And if it don't come, we got a problem. Well, as an entrepreneur, that's not the case. As an entrepreneur, we eat what we kill, meaning if we don't do the work, we don't get paid, right? Like when you are the top of the food chain in your business, 
everything relies on you, right? So because I'm a full-time entrepreneur, I've made my passion responsible for my bills, okay? I had to accept the fact that I couldn't t slack off for a week or two and still get the money that I'm expecting, right? If I want to maintain a certain quality of life and a certain level of living, it's going to require me to wake up early on my own. I don't have to go anywhere. All I got to do is literally walk a couple of feet into my office. However, if I decide to, you know, institute the perks of being an entrepreneur and just work when I feel like it, regardless of what needs to be done, um, and just half-ass my work, then I have to accept the fact that this month is not going to generate the revenue uh, that it would had I done my best work, right? So I had to accept that as an entrepreneur, right? The the um, things that may be, have been available to me as a nine to fiver are not available to me as an entrepreneur. So again, that acceptance piece is huge. You, whatever you're seeking, I said, I made the decision that I didn't want to work for anyone else, that I wanted to solve this unique problem in this unique way, but I have to accept what's required of me to work for myself. Acceptance, right? It's acceptance. Okay, so that's the second thing that's required to become a phenomenal student, right? Acceptance of what's no longer available to you and acceptance of what's required of you to get the results you seek. And most of us has not thought that through. Most of us think if I do mostly everything right, you know, I can skate around these last few things. If I give up mostly all animal products, so let's say you give up all animal products, but you're like, you know what? I still got to have my caffeine. I still got to have my sugar. I still got to have my oil. I still got to have my salt. You have to accept that your the health, um, the healthy version of you that you're seeking it may stay, may still be slightly out of reach because you haven't accepted that the coffee, the oil, the sugar, the salt it doesn't align with what you're seeking. There's a misalignment there. So that acceptance is huge, huge. Okay. The third thing that's required to become a phenomenal student in order to, you know, be successful in a program or a process is you must become a model. You must model behavior until it becomes automatic. You must model behavior until it becomes automatic. So my three-step process to becoming a phenomenal student is one, relinquish control, okay? So it become teachable and become coachable, and I define both of those. Number two was that you must accept what's no longer available to you and accept what's now required of you, okay? And number three is you model behavior of the person who's, who you are um, admiring, whose uh, process you're enrolling into. Model the behavior of the person you want to become until you've mastered the mindset. Model the behavior until you've mastered the mindset. One more time, Lisa. What do I need to do? You need to model the behavior until you've mastered the mindset. What does that mean? Let me give you a very simple example. Let's go back to the coffee because I have a lot of my students who come in front of the table who are addicted to caffeine um, and their, their um, vehicle of choice is coffee, okay? And they're like, I'm willing to give up the chicken. I'm willing to give up the cheese, all right? But that coffee, Lisa, I got to have my coffee in the morning. It makes me feel good. It's a ritual, right? Those rituals are hard to shake, right? They, um, they developed a biochemical addiction to the caffeine. They develop a dependency um, on the, that energy surge that they get when they drink the coffee. So look, they're like, 
yeah, I'll go vegan. I'll go plant-based. You know, thank God coffee is vegan. So that's acceptable, right? Not if you're addicted to it. All right. So listen, let me give you a very simple example of modeling behavior. Okay. So when a lot of people, they come into the program, they have this addiction to caffeine, but I'm telling them part of my protocol in farm to table is that you must drink 25 ounces of water within the first 30 minutes of waking up. That's a program requirement in farm to table. Okay. That is one of the things we do to help you adopt a whole food plant-based lifestyle and overcome any chronic health challenge that you're battling. So we say, Hey, student, you must drink 25 ounces of water within the first 30 minutes of waking where they're used to coffee hitting their palate first thing in the morning. They're used to that caffeine first thing in the morning. And so, but they've seen me rant and rave about the coffee, the water first thing in the morning. They've heard me preach and teach to the benefits of doing so. So they're very clear on why I'm asking them to do it. It's not something I just made up. I give scientific data to back up why this is a great strategy. Okay. Um, they've heard other students and, 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 and read um, referrals and reviews from other students saying how powerful this protocol is, right? And so, but they have this addiction to coffee. So what they must do is model my behavior. They see it in our private chat group in the mornings in front of the table. I'm posting it. Who's got their water? Who's drinking their water? Show it to me. Snap a picture and post it here in the group. Let's get it, Right. And so they don't want to, nobody wants to swap out coffee for water. Nobody wants to do it. And so anytime you're in a program, anytime you're in the position to be a student, a lot of things that you're going to be asked to do, you know, of course, has nothing to do with your desire to do them. It has everything to do with your desire to get the results you seek. And so in order to do the things that um, you, that's required of you to get the results you seek, you typically have to model the behavior of the teacher until your mindset has changed, right? And so you're, you're, you're going to kick and scream to that water because you want to turn that coffee pot on. You want the smell floating through the house. You want that hot, steamy drinking your coffee. Mug. Don't get, I get it. I, but I'm not asking you to do it because it's going to feel good. I'm asking you to do it because it's going to get the results you seek. And so you have to model my behavior. You're going to be like, okay, Lisa is healthy. You know, she was battling the same thing I was, I'm battling. You know, I've, I've, so I've, I told her I'm battling constipation. I told her I'm battling low energy. And she, she tells me that drinking this water within 30 minutes of waking every morning is going to give me the result I seek. It's going to help me overcome constipation. It's going to help me overcome, you know, high blood pressure. It's going to help me with my energy. It's going to help me with all of these things. So because I want the results that she got or the result that she was able to get for many students before me, I'm going to model the behavior of those individuals. They followed this protocol. They enrolled in this program. They followed this process. So I'm going to do it too. Your ability to model behavior is really important because before you've mastered the mindset of understanding that this substance is no longer good for me, this substance doesn't align with who I want to be in the world. Before you, before that's clicked, the only thing that's going to get you to do the thing is that you're modeling somebody else's behavior. Okay. So you model your ability and your willingness to model the behavior 
of the individuals who got the result that you seek is really important here. I had to do that when I joined my coaching program, my business coaching program earlier this year. There were some things that were being asked of me that did not come natural. All right. They did not come natural. However, I had the curriculum right in front of me. Step A, do this. Step B, do this. Step C, do this. Step D, do this. End result, the one you seek. It made so much sense. I said, okay, this protocol does not come natural to me. The things that I'm being asked to do is not second nature. However, I know the coach who put this program together got the result using this protocol, right? I've literally, you know, listened to testimonials and reviews from her previous students who got this result using this protocol, right? There's always caveats. There's always exceptions to the rule. But I can't call those out unless I've literally went through the protocol myself first, the way it's laid out. I think a better way to describe this step, guys, is um, you have to master the rules before you break them. Many of us, we come into a program and we try and get all types of exceptions before we've even done it in its original version. Okay, so you to become a great student to stop failing at the goals you're trying to achieve in life, you have to do these three things. One, you have to relinquish control and surrender to the process, meaning you have to become coachable and teachable. Two, you have to accept the things that are no longer available to you and accept the things that are now required of you. And three, you must model the behavior of the outcome that you seek. So I know, you know, eating, you know, 30 grams of fiber a day is not something that you're used to. Logging your food is not something you're used to. But you know that I have, I've had hundreds of students come through Farmer Table and all the successful, all the successful ones log their food. You think it's a tedious task. You think it's a waste of time. You think it's pointless, right? But I'm telling you, Logging every single thing you eat and drink in this 10 weeks that you're working with me is required to get the results you seek. You must model the behavior of the people that came before you of all of those success stories that you read about and heard about. This is what they did. You don't get to come in here and negotiate on the process. My process is non-negotiable. Okay, you don't get to come in here and get exceptions to the rules and you haven't even followed it in its original format. You don't get to break the rules until you've mastered them. That's the rule of life. You don't get to break the rules until you've mastered them. And so in order to be a successful student, in order to get the result that you seek, you must model the behavior of the individuals who, who feet you decided to sit at. I'm not asking you to model the behavior of some flim flam person that just came across your timeline. By the time you've enrolled in this process, by the time you've enrolled in that certification, by the time you've been decided Dave, Rams Dave Ramsey was the financial expert that you're going to go with to get out of debt, by the time you've decided to sit at his, his feet, you've already given him credibility. You've already decided that they are credible enough to guide you to the water. They are credible enough to guide you to the outcome you seek. So with that being said, model the behavior that's been laid out in front of you, right? Because the reason you have to model behavior first is because it's a manual task. Again, it's not natural for you. It's not an automated process for you yet. You model the behavior until you've mastered the mindset, right? So once you've mastered the mindset, the behavior that you're doing is no longer modeling. It's now an extension of who you are. 
Okay. So in the initially, right. And maybe those first four weeks, you have to drink the water, the 25 ounces of water within 30 minutes of waking. It's something that you manually have to think about. It's something that you manually have to force yourself to do. It's something that you are going to feel resistance whilst trying to do it because it's not something you want to do. But then let me tell you what happens. You model the behavior of drinking the water first thing in the morning long enough then you're going to start getting the result of doing so. You're going to start having energy all day and not just up into two in the afternoon. You're going to become regular and be eliminating on a regular basis, right? You're going to see your blood pressure going down. You're going to notice you're not as dehydrated. You're going to notice your sleep got better because you didn't have a caffeine disrupting the production of melatonin in your brain. And then you're going to say, damn it, you ain't got to tell me twice. The, the first thing I'm doing in the morning is drinking my water because I've gotten the results. Now that I've gotten the results, my mindset has shifted. I now have the same belief system that Lisa and all her other farm to table students have, which is prioritize water over everything, right? Water is a power source. It's a life source. Um, I believe in it so much right? I can actually live without my coffee. I don't have to have it first thing because the water has helped me get the result that I was seeking, has helped me to become the version of myself, the healthy version of myself that I wanted to become. So now what happens is I'm no longer modeling the behavior of someone who drinks that water first thing in the morning. I am that person. And now what happens? I'm probably ranting and raving about my results and people want to model me now. I become the model, right? And so this step is super important. In order to be a successful student, you're not a failure in life. You're just a horrible student. Again, you're a super grown adult who's coming in with all of these previously held belief systems, ideologies, and point of views. And what happens is you bring your super setting your way self into the process and you don't go through these three steps and then you don't get the results you seek and you wonder how everybody else was able to get these phenomenal results, but you weren't able to get these phenomenal results. It's because you didn't do this RAM process, right? So quick final review, okay? You're not a failure. You're just a horrible student. How do I become a great student so I get the results that everybody else seemed, they got, seemed like they got when they went through this process? One, relinquish control, become teachable and coachable, right? Two, accept what's no longer available to you, right? And, or and or accept what's now required of you. That means you got to really put some thought into that thing, all right? And then number three, you have to model the behavior until you master the mindset. Model the behavior of the people who came before you who were successful until you mastered the mindset. And again, these are credible people, credible teachers, credible coaches. You've already vetted. You've already invested in their process. You already believe in them. Okay. And so you model that behavior until you get the result. Right. And once you get the result, you now have mastered the mindset because you're like, oh, I'm a believer now. Lisa said, give up all this meat. And oh my God, three months later, I don't have a protein deficiency, right? I no longer need to just give up meat because I see everybody else not eating meat. I now truly believe that my protein will not become too low, that I won't become deficient in protein by not eating meat. I've now mastered the mindset. I'm a believer now. At first, I was unsure. At first, I was just modeling behavior. I was eating the lentils. I was eating the beans. You know, I was eating the tofu, but I wasn't sure yet. I was just modeling behavior. Now that I have proof that I'm not going to be 
protein deficient. I also did not have to take a protein powder. Now that I have proof, right, I've modeled the behavior and I've got the proof of doing so, I now have mastered the mindset and now I become a model, right? I can now go say, it's true, y'all. You can truly be whole food, plant-based, don't touch animals, and you will not have a protein deficiency. So that's the steps. That's the steps to becoming a great student in order for you to start beginning to get these great outcomes. Because too many of us are investing in processes, protocols, subscribing to other people's ways of doing things, but you're a horrible student, so you get crappy outcomes, and you're you're baffled, and you want to blame it on the teacher. You want to blame it on the coach, right? You want to blame it on Lisa. You want to blame blame it on Dave Ramsey you want to blame it on Oprah right it is you you're the end user there's no way we would all still be in business years later six seven figure earners eight figure earners and our process sucks no we've done the work it's you you're the problem okay so this is how you become a great student master the rules before you break them and then we can talk about the flaws in my process. But if you didn't follow it the way in which it was laid out, you really don't have a say-so. Like your review is not credible. Did you do everything I told you to do? Well, I did skip step one. I didn't want the water. I did skip step two. I kept some seafood. I, did, I gave up most meat. But you want to rant and rave about how you tried plant-based and it didn't work for you. You the problem. You didn't follow the protocol the way in which it was laid out. Why did you come to me saying you were ready to get rid of the diabetes, ready to put the cancer in remission, ready to stop having flare-ups from the autoimmune disease, but you didn't do the process in the way in which it was rolled out. You refused to relinquish control. I can't do nothing with that. And I'm also not going to give much weight to your, to your criticism or your review. Why? Because you were a horrible student, right? So before you can decide that, you're a failure or that a process is not good, you have to become a great student, right? Really sit, sit in it, invest in it, not just money, the time, the energy, and the attention to master the process, master the curriculum, master the protocol. And then we can talk later. Once you've been an exceptional student, we can talk later about anything else, the outliers of the process. All right. So hope that helps follow that protocol. Share this with somebody who needs to hear it, all right? Before you work with me, work on becoming a great student because by the time you get to me, I don't have any room in the process to convince you that this is going to work, right? I need you to be willing and ready to surrender, all right? So listen, if you're ready to surrender and you're ready to get to a place of optimal health physically, mentally, and emotionally, if you're sick of suffering, you're sick of pain and suffering, and you really feel like a whole food plant-based diet is a way to do that, I want to invite you to enroll in Farm to Table, my signature plant-based coaching program. It's 10 weeks, all right? Well, the, the core curriculum is 10 weeks, right? The investment uh, covers your first six months with me. So after the 10 weeks, you become an elite alumni into our new alumni program. Um, and... It is a process that I designed to help individuals with chronic health challenges put those things in remission. It's not designed to make you feel slightly better. My Farm to Table program is designed to make you feel exponentially better, right? Meaning we are getting off of medications. We are putting some things in remission. We're getting numbers down to zero or whatever the healthy number is, whatever the healthy blood pressure, cholesterol, or A1C is. That's who Farm to Table is designed for, people who have an imminent chronic health challenge and desire to use a whole food plant-based diet to correct it. All right. So if that is you, 
feel free to apply at, far, at, at um, lisaangelsmith.com forward slash work with me, lisaangelsmith.com forward slash work with me, and you can apply. I do turn people down for the program. So during the interview process, I'm looking for a couple of things. If I don't see that, then I will tell you I don't think you're ready. Um, and I'll give you some other things you can do to get ready and maybe you can get in in a future semester. But I curate the community because I do not want anyone disrupting the energy um, or disrupt, disrupting the potential success of other students. So you do have to be interviewed in order to be in my program. Um, so if you think you're ready, because <laughs> y'all see I don't play, go to lisaangelsmith.com forward slash work with me um, and read all about Farm to Table. If you are a coach, and you feel like you need to master nutrition science and you need to master coaching, um, then you want to apply to the other 23. That is my certification, my plant-based and coaching certification. Okay. It is a year long program. Okay. Very different from farm to table. The other 23 is designed for coaches, health and wellness professionals, doctors, nurses, um, fitness instructors, you know, anyone who thinks that knowing and mastering plant-based nutrition will be a great um, addition to their career, then you want to apply for the other 23 to be inside of my certification program. So either way, you can read about both programs at lisaangelsmith.com forward slash work with me, decide which track is right for you. Enrollment is open for both programs only through January 20th, then we close it down. Um, so get in now while you can. There's a few weeks left in enrollment. LisaAngelSmith.com forward slash work with me. And I will see y'all on the other side. Take care, y'all.